0: Welcome, friends, to the From Busy to Rich podcast. This is a podcast designed to help advisors increase profitability and quality of life, but not just for yourself, for every person that you come into contact with. Uh, Wes, how are you today? I'm fantastic, Andy. How are you? I'm doing well. It's good to be with you. Uh, Justin joins us as well. If uh, you are watching the video, you too can admire the mustache. Um, You know, sometimes it's healthy to have goals, but... I will never achieve that mustache, so I'm not even gonna try. We Justin's might do a, to have whole, a,
1: a whole podcast on the mustache too, because it's taken on several seasons and stages. Um if you've ever seen the the Netflix like uh cocaine cowboys, Justin looks like someone from that era right Justin now. Justin has
0: been cast in the uh
1: season four of yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah. Justin, yeah. Um, that There's will not be like side of of Cocaine Cowboys, too. I was going to say, what no, Justin's new nickname is not going to be Cocaine Cowboy, but that's not appropriate. So, Justin, good to have you here. Uh, so, we're in our last um, episode of our Practically Pretty series, uh, and today we're going to talk about something that is foundational, fundamental, vital uh, to running a great business and just having a good life, frankly. Uh, so, Wes, talk to us about what we're going to talk about today.
1: Yeah, so in this one, it really is the kind of end cap to our our series. We've been in practically pretty ten truths to make your your business beautiful, um, and I worry about this one a little bit, Andy, because I think when I say it, people are like, "Well, of course, you know, okay, come on, uh, of course that that's there," but I don't think people have a good framework for it, um, and and so the there, there's a wonderful book that uh, is the title of our last, our last, uh, uh, Frank, our last truth. And that is called trust. And it's by Dr. Henry cloud. And it's, uh, the subtitle is knowing when to give it, when to withhold it, how to earn it, how to fix it when it goes, when it gets broken. And it, it, for me was so refreshing to kind of take this word trust, which I mean, very few people would argue with the fact that to have a pretty practice, um, with your with your team, there needs to be trust with with the people that you rely on that are outside your team to help execute ideas for behalf of clients. There needs to be trust in that and that with clients, of course, there has to be trust. But I don't think people have a very good like framework for evaluating whether to give trust, withhold it, um, uh, in in a given environment. At least I would say I didn't, and observing the lives of you know, thousands of different advisor practices, I would say that I think we all need a tune up here to make this work. I think this
0: topic is, it sounds so simple. And, and it's sort of like when people say, you know, in marriage, you just have to have good communication. I'm like, you know, that sounds like such a neutral word, right? And yet, you know, it's not a neutral word, my friends, right? It's, and so I think that the challenge that you who are listening might have is, uh, do I really want to listen to an episode about trust? And it's because we've conditioned ourselves that you can't break that down, you either have it or you don't sort of like this nuanced thing. You can't really measure it, but you know, it's there. Um, and so today we're going to get really practical. And again, Dr. Henry Cloud is a phenomenal author. Uh, I know the book is, is solid, uh, cause anything, anything he writes is solid and he does take these very elementary things and he breaks them down and he said okay those are building blocks it's, it's almost like trust is so elementary that people think it just it it's almost like a an element and that doesn't break down into other elements it's just this basic thing but that's not true and so today Wes is going to help us break down trust to understand trust at a deeper level so uh, what are the elements that make up this thing that we sort of take for granted
1: yeah so there's there's Five distinctions that um, that that Henry makes in the book, and I, I love these, and we're going to unpack each one. But let me just give them to you kind of rapid fire, and then we'll we'll drill down. Um, first is, do they understand me? Do they understand me? So in any in any environment where the, someone is asking you to trust them, the the one of the critical factors, do they understand me? Second is, what's their agenda? Third is, do they have the ability? For me to give them this trust, to carry out what thing they're asked, asking me to trust them in, because trust is contextual. Fourth, what is their track record? And then fifth, what, what does their personal makeup fit what I'm trusting them with?
0: So let me, let me uh, put a real simple example to this, and then, um, and then we can dive into deeper things. And also, obviously, when it comes to advisors, um, if I'm going to go, and I've used this comparison before, but if I'm going to buy a car, do they understand me? I'm going to ask that question. And here's the other thing. And I think he talks about this in the book, if I remember this right. You ask all these things in like 10 seconds, like all these things are happening inside of you. That's right. Like that it's not like, well, step one, do they understand? No, It's like inside of you, all of these things were happening uh, almost simultaneously. So do they understand me? If I was going to go buy a car and they said, you look like a horse guy, I would say, you look like a guy who doesn't pay attention. That's what I would say to that <laughs> person, you know? Uh, and again, if you guys drive Porsches, ladies drive Porsches, God bless you. That's awesome. Drive your Porsche. I'm a Honda minivan guy. Like, I just love me a good Honda minivan. I'm kind of excited that mine's breaking down because I want to buy a new one. Uh, they're just the ultimate vehicle for me. So do they understand me? That's the first question you ask. And if they don't, and here's the other thing I would say, Wes, and tell me if I'm wrong. If any of these things aren't in place, it's not, it's not always going to happen, but usually it, you're out. Would you say that's true? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I would say it bids on the weight of what they're asking you to trust them with. Sure. But, but certainly you, you got to, especially the, the more like is at stake for any yeah, of these things sure. being wrong. Right. Right. You may have to glide into some of these. And I think we got some good practical ways to, to talk about it too.
0: Yeah. So first do you understand me? If they, if you don't feel understood, like you don't know what I want, you don't know my goals, you don't know my needs, no go. What's their agenda? Um, I think it's, you know, when people are desperate for a sale, mm-hmm. you know, when people, um, are, I think being, um, duplicitous or they're hiding things. It's like what they're not saying, you know, what's their agenda? Uh, do they have the ability? Do I, do I trust that they can actually help me, um, in what they're providing? Are they going to follow through? What's their track record? I think that's, you know, that, that can be borrowed from a recommendation from someone else, or you just maybe, sure. Let's, you know, keep it simple. Do they have a track record? Well, they're still in business. So there's some degree of a track record, but also I've looked at reviews of things and went, Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, yeah, they have a track record and it, that's a no go. The last one is, does their personal makeup fit when I'm trusting them with? Uh, we're going to have to dive into that one a little bit more. I think that's pretty nuanced. Uh, so let's, let's go into these. Yep. Um, and, and break them down even deeper for us, Wes.
1: Yeah. So so let's talk about the person. Do do they understand me? So we have hit this in a variety of different ways throughout our, our podcast and we hit it in our courses because it's fundamental to the way we do our work as, as a holistic fee-based financial planning company. Uh, and you hear it because we we love that Carl Wichert's definition of real financial planning, that real financial planning is about the alignment of the use of capital, time, talent, energy, money, uh, assets with what you really care about. So fundamental to us being able to do a good job, if that is our belief system behind that's real financial planning and we believe real financial planning helps people increase their profitability and their quality of life. And so if that's if that's paramount, do they understand me? Do we understand them is is a paramount thing with clients. Do we understand their story they're in about money? Where are they relative to the things that matter most to them? Because until I know that, really all this, all the this stuff that we can do like strategies, tactics, products, I, I i don't know. I don't know. I just don't know what's going to be relevant. Now, the hundreds of thousands of combinations of those things. So on the client-facing side, when you're working with people, fundamental question they're asking, whether they know it or not, is do they understand? And that's why our process is so deeply steeped in getting to that place of, of granting understanding. Um, and same thing with you. When I'm, as- when I'm When I'm asking someone to, or they're asking me to trust them in something, whether that's, uh, it could be a, a new hire that we have boarding our team, aboard uh, our team. I want them to understand, hey, here is what we do as a mission and vision for this organization. Here's how we, we've we gone about doing it and why it matters to us. Because until they understand that, they can have all these great ideas and strategies and tactics in the world. But unless they understand me, I can't trust them to help us carry the mission and the vision of the organization unless I'm clear on that. Does that, does that make sense, Andy?
0: Yeah, and I think one of the other things that, is that um, I, I remember we had an insurance situation and someone was talking to me about an aspect of the, the you know, insur- it was a body shop I was working with to get my car fixed. And, and they were really, really focused on the speed of getting it done. And I think they were going to try to do something where like they were going to pad the thing so I didn't have to pay the deductible. It was, it was cheating, the insurance company. OK. And um, and they didn't understand me. They didn't understand. Like, I didn't need my car that fast. They didn't ask me. They're like, oh, we'll get it too super fast. I'm like, I'd rather you do it right and take longer. Right. And number two, I didn't ask you to cheat my insurance company out of my deductible. Now, you could offer that and I might go, no, but they're like, oh, yeah, we'll take care of that. I'm like, I think that's illegal. You know, like they didn't understand that I wanted quality work done. And my credibility and my character was worth more than the $500 deductible that they were going to cheat the insurance company out of. They didn't understand me. And so you have to make the time and ask the questions and not make assumptions when you're working with clients, because I think a lot of advisors, especially the longer you're in the business, you can get kind of lazy in this area and you think you understand people. So Wes, what do you do to make sure that they feel understood?
1: Uh big, big part of that is the the mission of the way we have our, our conversations with the client has to be steeped in the story that they're in and be able to wrap that in language and send that back to them. Um, As an example, just from a process standpoint, one of the things we do in our first meeting with every client after we've had lots of back and forth conversations is to say, so let me, let me take a second just to say back to you what I think I heard you say was important. And really what I'm doing there, Annie, is I, I'm just... Trying to give them in language the story that they're in. And, and while most humans have kind of some, some, you know, common denominators that are important, like everybody wants to create a healthy income and that's an income that's bigger than what they're consuming. They got some way they're doing that. Everybody wants to make and keep work optional, you know, and they've got some way that whether consciously or, or, or by accident, they're trying to do that. And most people care about making a positive impact on their heirs. So I can say that, but then I can really just wrap it in the uniqueness of them because then, then if they nod the head and I'm, I'm on the same page, then we can start going, okay, well, then let's talk about what, what we need to think about next. Um, also the other way, when I'm with someone, whether it's a, uh, you know, some, somebody that's doing something for me, whether it's a CPA or an attorney or, uh, that, that is making recommendations or a doctor, unless they understand my story first, I really don't trust those, those recommendations because they've not really said, well, let's talk to me about what you're in game here is what are you trying to accomplish? And, and is it this, okay, in light of that, we can take these, these things off the table. So do, and I think well-meaning people here, Andy, a lot of times uh, I saw this with, uh, with, with managers for, uh, you know, a lot of different warehouses that we've talked to and insurance companies and things like that, 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 that. They they say well here's here's the thing you need to be selling or the thing you need to be doing and they're not they're not insincere they're not they're not evil right There's not none of that it's just but they, they didn't
0: ask you first
1: me they don't understand what what are you trying what you what are you trying to accomplish here right. and then let me say of all the things we have available what what may be useful there so so sincere people you don't need to necessarily give them trust until you can answer that question do they really understand me in what they're asking me to trust them with.
0: Yeah. And I also think it's dangerous to make the assumption that what you believe as an advisor is the most important thing is going to be the most important thing for them. Absolutely. Going, no, no, no. This is what you should be focusing on. And I, I don't want to get off on this tangent, but there are people that at a certain time were like crypto, crypto, crypto. You should, everyone should care about crypto. Yeah. It's like, listen, that might be interesting, but, uh, and whether that was a good or a bad decision is, is that's not the point. The point is that yeah. you cannot make your priorities, your client's priorities. That's not how it works. And I would submit this, and and I would ask you all who are listening to ask yourself, in your process, are you beginning the conversation and the trust building by asking them what's important? Or are you saying, here's what's important? Because I think that it's fascinating if you don't bring your agenda. One of my favorite questions to ask at the start of every meeting, and this is like routine 15-minute, 10-minute phone calls or a Is I will start the meeting with what would be ideal for us to have achieved in the next 20 minutes? Like, what would be just the the best outcome? And I know what I, I know what I want us to achieve. I know what agenda I have, but what if theirs is different? Yeah. And and if we start there, I just, I don't trust people. I don't trust people who go into here's what's important. Here's what you should care about. Even, even if they're right and maybe I should, like, I want them to start with me. I want it to be my idea. Does that makes sense.
1: Tell, tell tell me how this is relevant to my story and and then I will gladly yeah. walk down that road with you. It's even funny on some stuff like recreational, right? I've got a friend of mine who loves to play golf. Absolutely loves it and he constantly is inviting me to go play golf, but he says, "Well, you're this is going to be so much fun. This course, you don't understand." And he'll go through the details and explain it to me and and here's the thing. I hate golf. And and I know we might have lost some podcast listeners there, but I do. I do. I don't, I'd like, I'll, I, hey, I'll sit with you in the cart. I'll, yeah. you know, have a beer. So, but sit. let me,
0: let me interrupt, Wes. Let me interrupt. I think, I think you don't like golfing, but you like fellowship. You like friendships. There you go. You like being outside. There you go. Uh, you know, you like being in beautiful environments. Right. Right. You like razzing your friends in a good natured way. Right. Yeah. So I think that you would actually go golfing. I'm putting quotes for those who are watching yeah. this on, aren't watching this on YouTube. If he was like, hey, Wes, you want to come hang out and like just you know give me crap for three hours and make fun of me and 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 I'll pay for your lunch and and your drinks and, and it's just a beautiful day outside. You'd probably be like, yeah, man. You know, like, oh yeah, we're gonna be on a golf course. Like, whatever, dude. I don't care. I just
1: want to hang out with you. Yeah, very you know? different there because he yeah. understands. I don't, I don't like golf, but I like, I like the other thing. So that's very cool, cool uh, analogy there. But we're gonna
0: are- go golfing, Wes, and you and I are just not gonna bring any clubs. We're just gonna drive around and park. And that's
1: perfect. In, in fact. Maybe we should just go to a hunting ranch and drive around with guns and do the same things we were gonna do on the golf course. Now we have the opportunity to, you know, and you know what? I wouldn't course. bring a gun. I'd
0: just be happy to hang out with you. Because I have very, very little experience with guns. But if you're like, you want to go hunting with me? I'm like, cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't own a gun. I don't yeah. really know how to shoot a gun, but like, I'll hang out with you. And you're like, cool, game on, right? Awesome. So it's about getting to the S, yes, right? Yeah. Sir. So so let's move on to the next one about yep. yeah. The other element, the next element of building trust is uh, you want to understand and clarify this for me. Uh, you have to understand what is the person who is trying to gain your trust? What's their agenda? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh, this is critical because here's the thing. People, con men are very good at understanding you and your story and saying it back to you and then delivering on their own agenda. Bernie Bernie Madoff was, you know, anybody that you could talk to about the, his Ponzi scheme. Very good. At being in the room with somebody and talking to him about, hey, you know, you want to, you want to continue to have a life where you're creating revenue and money, and you don't want to be worried about markets and being able to know when to get in and out. And we've got yeah. a got a got a great mousetrap here. And here's how we do it, and 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 so. But his agenda was, I'm going to steal your money. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I'm not going to invest in any of this. I just need it to supply me. Now that's an extreme example. Um, but let's take it a step further. It, and again, I, I, I know this is touchy for a lot of people because there's good people who make their living this way, selling products and managing money only. But if the agenda is I have to do that to continue to stay in business, yeah, then you just need to be aware of that. And, the, you don't yeah, think the, and that's fine. It's, it's not a
0: judgment upon it. No. It's not like, hey, to, to stay in business, I have to sell drugs. Yeah, that's bad. Right. Right. Like that's bad. But if you have to stay in business because you sell products and, and have to gather AUM, that's fine. But just un- I think that a consumer is probably going to figure out at some point, hey, every conversation we have ends up with yeah. me needing these two things. And I think it's the same problem of, you know, if you only get <laughs> I, I'm a, I live in a neighborhood, we have a homeowners association and we had a, a management company at one point and they would get paid ten dollars every time they found a violation.
1: Oh, Wow. What gets rewarded gets repeated,
0: right? Amen. What gets rewarded gets repeated. So what's their agenda? Find yeah. a lot of violations, right? Yeah. And so again, you just have to understand like what's what's the agenda there.
1: That's it. And listen, good people who who still, they're not gonna necessarily always be driven by that, but it, you do need to understand, hey, what what is the agenda here? And if the agenda is, look, I'm a curator of good ideas. And so i understanding your story in light of that. Here are the areas of planning I would focus in on. And yeah. our engagement uh, the investment for this engagement would be X. You're just very clear. Uh, they're going okay. He's curator of great ideas. Now, of course, you'll you'll still probably put product in place where it's necessary as a byproduct of the work and manage money. So I'm not saying that don't don't do those things. Right? It's it's more of a what's their agenda. And so when someone is and you're deciding to trust them, it's okay. Do they understand me? And what is their agenda? And it and it's okay if it, like a person that's going to sell me a car, his agenda eventually is he'd like to sell me a car. Sure. Yeah. Thanks. That's clear. Yeah, and I'm I'm fine with that agenda, but I need to know it, right? And also,
0: I would say this on the client side before we move to the next one, Wes. Do you want to understand your client's agenda? Because if your your client's agenda is, "Hey, I need you to double my money in three years," that's a great point. That's an important point to understand. You know, it's like, well, there's this place called Las Vegas, and you can go there and pick black or red, and then that's probably your best bet there. You know, but I'm not your guy for double your money.
1: Right. This is a really timely one because one of the things we've been looking at are rarely ever do we take on clients that we're not engaged in a holistic, uh, annual retainer agreement with. Right. And, and the reason is because we just find we're so, they're, they're so much more effect. We're so much more effective with them and helping them increase their profitability, of yeah. 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 life. Um, occasionally we'll get somebody that says, Hey, uh, and really it's more on the money side than anything else. Hey, what's, I don't really want to do all the planning stuff, but but I have a million dollars. Can you manage that? And and we've made exceptions to that. So yeah, we won't do that in the past. But you know what happens is they they because they're not engaging in the bigger conversations with us all year long, when markets move around, they're the ones that are the first to go, oh my God, what are we doing? Well, we we talked about the fact that markets move up and down. This isn't something that right. we run from. If your agenda was it goes up at a 45 degree angle. Again, we didn't tell you that, but but because we're not engaged in this regular rhythmic planning, maybe that's where you drifted to. So, and
0: it's also it's also don't be surprised when that happens because their only measure of their agenda is that one piece of their uh, finances. That's right. Right? So, again, I think that part goes both ways. Justin, you have something to add with that one? Uh, No, I think you guys are hitting everything that I would cover. The point is ultimately it's transparency. You don't go into a relationship, especially not if you're expecting anything long-term. That's a good okay. word, yeah. Transparency. Yeah. I like that. Like if, if you're dating somebody and you're considering engagement or marriage, there's things that you're going to want to talk about. Like, where do you want to take this? Yeah. Now, do you want kids? Like, that's kind of a big one. Like, just having that, that transparency up front. And each one of these that we're talking about are so easy to just
1: bypass and not yeah. focus yeah. on but will either be a hurdle that you deal with from the front or it'll be something that you deal with every meeting after to the point.
0: Yeah, and make it make it a selling point, Yeah, right? Like I need to make sure that I understand you. Like yeah. I, I love this one when I talk to advisors, Wes, because, you know, as in coaching programs that we run, like they'll say, what do you do if a customer says, like, how much is it going to cost? Prospect says, how much is it going to cost? And the answer I love is it would be irresponsible for me to answer that question because I don't even know if I could help you. If Mm -hmm. I could not help you and it was, and I was going to charge you $5,000, would you want to do that? No. Okay. But if I can show you some strategies that are going to help you save a quarter million dollars over the next 10 years, would you pay $10,000 for that? Yes. Probably. So how much do I cost? Maybe you shouldn't pay me at all. Maybe I can't help you. You'd be a fool to give me a nickel. I'll take a free lunch, right? But but if I can help you, then how much would you pay? So I, I have no idea. Right. And so, again, it's 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 understanding the agenda and saying, hey, I want you to understand me. I want you to, you know, I want to understand you. I love yeah. the word transparency there. The next one is, do they have the ability? Um, let's 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 jump into this one real quick. Um, what <laughs> this is hard, because if someone's new, if someone's younger. Yeah. Right. It, uh, I don't know any advisors who are in charge of the stock market going up and down. Right. So, so what does it mean when you say uh, uh, the person is asking? Does this does this advisor have the ability for me to work with them? Yeah. What this, are they, this is this what is, is one ask. of my favorites
1: because this is where um, people are are te- they, they are often not competent judges of themselves in what they're committing to. And I'll give you some examples here. So, one example is if I if I have to um, uh, like I, I just had a crown put on. My, my tooth at the dentist office and I've uh, been going to my dentist a long time, of course. And, but, but if I'm with my dentist and he says, Wes, look, you need a crown on this tooth and, and here's why. And I say, okay, no, great. Sounds good. Um, he goes, cause you're, you're, you're he understands my story, right? He understands, Hey, what's your, your it's sensitive over there. You want to be able to eat again without going, Oh God, that hurts. And, uh and, and, you know, and I know he's going to get paid to do it, but he's like, just, this will make your life better. And so his agenda I'm cool with that. And then he says, yeah, and Wes, I'm so excited about doing this because I've never got to do one before. This will be like my very first one. So we're going to learn together on, on this. You know, at, at that point, he, yeah, he may have it figured out, but it's, it's the ability. I can't trust his ability because he's, he, doesn't, he doesn't have any experience. Exactly. So, so
0: I would say this, if you're a new advisor and you're like, well, dang it, that's me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I haven't done a lot of these or I haven't, let's, let's stick to planning. Gosh, how am I supposed to tell people that they should pay me $5,000 for a plan when I've never done planning? It's one of my first ones. And I think this is where you partner with people, right? This is where you find other people that have done a good job. I think about people that came onto your team, whether it be Justin or other advisors that at some point that they had to say, we do planning and unless they'd done planning beforehand, you know, Cody and things like that, but it's like, they had to say, we do cleaning. Right. Right. It's like, well, I, and I'm 5% of that. <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't say that. But, yeah. but but that's where you can say, do you have the ability? If your dentist would say, listen, we're going to do a crown. And great news is uh, we have one of the, you know, one of the, this, our area's best person who does this. You know, he's a leader and yada, yada, yada. And uh, he will supervise this. He's going to be present. And uh, our team is going to do that. Yeah, not say I don't know how to do it, so I have to have someone with me, even though that might be true. Right. The point is, if you have the ability, if you don't have the ability, then someone there has to have the ability, and that's where whoever you're listening, you might you might have to lean on. Hey, our company's been doing this for a hundred years, or right. we use this company to do this thing, and all they do, all they do all light, day long is think about you know annuities, and so you know they've been doing annuities since annuities were made. Okay, cool. Like. But don't like, say,
1: I've been known to know these for 75 years. Uh, no, you haven't because you're 54, Yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it, it is that constant, uh, and, and for our own selves too. I think that's a beautiful way to put it because if you're asking someone to trust you, you're going to have a whole heck of a lot more confidence if you've got a team of people that you get to sit alongside with that have done this one thing over and over and over again. And you go, yeah, no, we're great at this. Here's how we set it up. And so you don't always have to be the guy. Right. But if it, it just has to be a part of the team, which is why I love the multi team approach where you've got lead advisors and you've got project managers that can get the ability really quickly as long as they are learning alongside some someone else. So that's a who, that's a who not how. Right. Yeah. And, and the other I'll, example I'd give is this. I see this one a lot. Um, I've, I've experienced this one before. Someone you love, you get along with. Well, you, they understand your story. Their, their agenda is, man, we're in it. Let's just go into business together. Let's make, let's make some money together and you're really good friends, and, and you're excited about it. And then you get in there for a year, and you go, oh, he didn't have the ability to execute upon the things. Yeah. And it wasn't because he was lying to me. He just no. wasn't competent in assessing his own capacity. Yeah. So, so being competent, like to be very trustworthy with people too, yeah. competent in assessing your own capacity to do something, and it doesn't mean you have to have done it a million times. It means you have to have the resource that has and yeah. that's really good at it and that you can yeah. go to.
0: Yeah. Ability is important. I mean, this is where some people will get by because they're likable or they're yeah. handsome, right? Or they project this thing. Uh, but, but can you do it? Yeah. All right. All right uh, last two, what's their track record? Pretty straightforward. Uh, again, you can borrow yeah. the track record of the that's company right. you work with and borrow the track record of other experts. So if you sign someone up for planning, um, and you say, listen, let's do a review of your property and casualty insurance. And they're like, oh, I didn't know you were licensed in property and casualty. And your response would be, I'm not, <laughs> I, I, that's not my area of expertise, but I have someone and they wake up every day and that's their passion and love. And yeah. so I'm going to have them review it. And then I'm going to take those recommendations and I'll bring them to you. Right. Oh, okay. So what's their track record? You can borrow the track record of other people and then, you know, keep track of and build your track record over time of things that you have done. But yeah, we're gonna ask ourselves, what is their track record? Right.
1: And a great example of this, Andy, is is uh we just went through a transition of a longtime CPA that we worked with for many, many years, transitioned to a, a they sold the practice, transitioned to a new person. And I met the the new person, the new guy, and he was a great guy. Um ha- and and I could tell, you know, like he he understood me, understood our practice because it was well transitioned. He understood um I understood what his agenda was is, Hey, here's how we operate. Just like, you yeah. know, so-and-so used to operate. And he had the ability because when I would ask him technical questions, when we would look at how things are working, he could do the work really well. The issue is his track record. Something started to emerge in that with me very shortly, like very poor communication. Like he, we would, we would communicate and say, Hey, when is this going to be, when, when can we expect to hear back for you on this? Well, one is sometimes he wouldn't respond to that for three or four days. That's not good for me. Or if he would respond with the date, he would miss that date. Mm. And so, and now when he would do the work, it was right and it was accurate. But the problem is I, I just, your track record, I can't trust you with client relationships that, that, uh, because I just know the communication here is going to be so bad. People are going to get upset and they did. And so that's, that's where we, you've got it. You've got to look at that. And it doesn't mean that again, we can't fix that. But a track record is a pretty important thing to giving you an indicator of what future results are going to be like. And people can fix it. They can change. You should talk to them about it. But it doesn't mean you trust immediately. It means we got to slowly fix this. And here's, here's how we'll start that process.
0: Last one. Does their personal makeup fit when I am trusting them with? This one I think is confusing. Clarify. Yeah, I
1: love this. So listen, if um, it, 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 if I... You have people in life that deal with stressful, like hectic
0: situations. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Like, you don't
1: they, want a panicked fireman. Yeah, fireman. Yeah, oh my God, that's what are we going to do? Or, or, like, like uh, you know, um, you, 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 Justin, as an example, had to deal with a lot of very stressful, difficult situations. Um, as a Green Beret, and, and now I, I would consider Justin, he's a, d- a different kind of Green Beret than, than most in that sense. But uh, there was a time where, I mean, there's certain things that he was just the right guy to run through that door to go do these things that that other people who I like, who are honest and very, just like Justin, very honest, very good, their personal makeup did not allow them to do that job well. Yeah. It, it was impe- but Sometimes that same type of person, not necessarily Justin, but sometimes it's the same type of person. We use Preston because I had this conversation with Preston on our team the other day. Preston's very good at getting stuff done. But if my dog dies, I can't trust Preston to help comfort me in that situation. because What he's would Preston
0: say? What would Preston say? I'll be you. You'd be Preston, Preston, man. And he says, hey, hey, hey Westside, you...? and you'll say, man, I'm not doing well. Um, my, my dog died.
1: What I'm would like, Preston say? Go get another dog. <laughs> I will mean, the answer. I promise. And he's like, That's... "Can we move on from this?" He's like, "Maybe he'd say, i 'I'm sorry.' Can we get another?" Do-? It's just, yeah. Sorry, I <laughs> bet that was
0: expensive. Dang. Yeah. Sorry, bro. Should add <laughs> insurance. You know, you could add pet insurance. That's kind of dumb.
1: <laughs> What's that I'm cost? Kind of big bonuses. What's going to be the? Uh, you know... No, but it's but he's really good at the things that I trust Preston with, and so and, and the same thing with with me or or you is like. Just what's your personal makeup? Because there's jobs that you could do it. Your personal makeup's going to make you hate it because you're, you're, you're built in a way where that job's just not right for me.
0: So I love that summary. And we'll wrap with that. That, that, job's, that job's just not right for me. And so you want to work with people I'm like that's the right job. Like some people, you want a dorky, geeky, numbers-oriented, unemotional, just just find the solution. And other people, you want very empathetic right? Very, you know, right. understanding and slow. And some people it's like, no, I need you to kick down that door, even though someone's shooting through it. And that's Justin. God bless you, Justin. So uh, again, do they understand me? What's their agenda? Do they have the ability? What's their track record? And does their personal makeup fit when I'm trusting them with? And so those are the the core elements of trust. I would encourage you to check out Dr. Henry Cloud's book, uh, Trust. And frankly. I would just encourage you to look at his Amazon page and any book that has any topic that you think is interesting that he's written about, uh, buy it. He is an incredibly smart person um and very well balanced on the practical and emotional side of all things. I'm a better human being for having read Dr. Andrew Cloud's books and, and watch his videos and such. So I want to give the last word to you, Wes.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think the trust is critical. Uh, now we hopefully this gives you a framework which you can quickly check the boxes on certain things and certain things that are heavier. Clearly, you're going to want to go deeper. Things that are lighter, it's not necessarily you got to like dig into each one of these to you know know if it's good to you know eat food at a restaurant. But if you're you're getting a spouse or you're you know hiring a new person, you might want to dig a little deeper into some of these ideas as it relates to the interaction and and as it relates to how you communicate with clients. Thank you, Wes.
0: And so that's going to wrap up. Our practically pretty series, I want to encourage you to go to WestYoungLive.com. If we have established and built some trust with you, then I want us to uh ask you, I want to ask you to to take that trust, go to westyounglive.com and find some things there that will help you. Uh it's our heart and it's our mission to um, have you increase your profitability and the quality of life for you and for those around you. So go to WestYoungLive.com. And uh, that's a great place for you to invest in yourself and those around you. As always, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.